Kaiser's butt slut, Lindsey Graham. Fake Ukraine. Mountain Dew, D E W, Direct Energy, Energy Weapon. Weapon. The intro is so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the, this is this is the intro. All right. This is this is the amazing podcast that I'm gonna now start to call Fake Accountability. It's about Stu Peters. Uh, it's about how really everything about his his fantastic podcast is fake uh he's got his own uh, you, uh network on rumble he's got over a half a million subscribers uh over a half a million followers on tumblr and i really just want to point out the absurdity of this and and joining me in this this wonderful discovery of Stu peters is my friend atticus how are you how are you Addy? i'm doing well as 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 we just played right there that's actually the 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 rolling credits with uh, with one of his four movies that he's produced um, called Final Days and I put a little a little audio clips in there you know calling Senator Lindsey Graham uh, Pfizer butt slut it's it's one of his ongoing o- ongoing things probably best known for the movie Died Suddenly have you ever have you ever seen that movie Atticus no um I wouldn't watch a movie on a good day you wouldn't watch a movie on a good day no. Well, I don't think there's a good day to watch him. <laughs> Which, uh, the movie here is, uh, died suddenly. It's the belief that, uh, people are just suddenly having heart attacks and dying, uh, due to the vaccine that they had. And it's widely wrong. In fact, whenever you see a celebrity die, you're going to have people say, vaxxed? This is coming from his conspiracy about, uh, vaccines about uh, the causing uh, clots killing people on the spot um, a lot of the people that he cited in his own movie of dying from from vaccines are actually still alive so it's it's very interesting but like you know like bob saget dies and then all of a sudden it gets to like ooh, was bob bob saget uh vaccinated and uh it, it's this actual this heartbreak and another thing people might know him for is this tweet where I just pulled up right here. Um, it says, whistleblowers say we have a few weeks away, but Pandemic 2.0 is already underway. People are coming down the streets with severe head colds. Airlines are pushing masks again. And Target are transforming their parking lots into pickup-only drive throughs Stay strong, do not cave, and do not comply. Now... A few weeks ago, um, do you know when this tweet was made? That's right, I'm scrolling down here. August 21st. Let's have a listen to it. Rollers, brand new construction at Target. What is it for? Not one, not three, not five, not even seven, but two dozen, 24 brand new drive-up terminals in a town of 16,000 people. What would be the need for that? I'll tell you the need for that because they're bringing it back. They're going to bring back draconian lockdowns. They're going to bring back the torturous mask mandates in schools, strapping your kids up with a medical device and oxygen inhibiting bacteria ridden Sharia face muzzle. They're going to bring back the injection mandates. They're going to close down churches. They're going to close down small businesses while these people stay open and the pharmacies expanded too. Why do you think that is? So that was August 21st, and at time of recording, it's December 15th. They have not closed down the churches. <laughs> they have not closed down everything. In fact, you can st- you still don't have to wear a mask anywhere you go. I've, I have not been asked for my vaccination status except once at a concert venue. Oh, I, I saw Obama once. They asked, my- asked me for my vaccination status. <laughs> this, this, this is Stu Peters, a fa- fantastic guy. Uh, have you ever come across a guy who, who thinks that everything is this giant con- COVID conspiracy? No, but I will say my only recent experience with an injection mandate is that I started tea and forced to do that once a week now. And uh, has it given you a heart attack? Not yet, no. Not, all right. It's it's going to be the Red Bull that does that. Mm-hmm. All right, Atticus, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. There's a, there's a reason why I wanted you as, as my guest here. What city do you think Stu Peters is from? 
I don't know. A little city that uh, we're not from, but we have a little relationship from it, and it's Minneapolis. <laughs> why, why, why is that so funny? I, that just feels like the type of place where these people tend to crop up. It's like you get into the Midwest, and there's just nothing better to do. There's, I would say also when we, when we first knew each other was through the BLM protests uh, in 2020. Um, you were actually a little bit ahead of the ball because you were somewhat involved in Minneapolis. Like you weren't in the city. No, um, I was keeping track of data and information that was coming across places like Twitter um, to do real-time updates on um, where people were having difficulties um, either engaging in the police um, while documenting and archiving um, images and videos of police combat, um, and also keeping track of what um, people on the alt-right were saying and doing about the protests in the area and spreading that around. For, for people who may not know about this, we were actually both arrested in Richmond, Atticus and I, uh, separate events. Uh, we both had our charges thrown out. They were absolutely ridiculous. Enough about this. What do you think Stu Peters was doing in Minneapolis in 2020? Sitting in a corner of his home, going, this is the end. What do you think his job was? Oh, this is definitely a cop. You're, you're, you're not too far off. Ooh. He's a bounty hunter. Whoa. <laughs> That's right. Um, so he has his own bounty hunting business. And, uh, well, he, he had one. There's, there's a funny story about that. Um, but he would also uh, go and uh, have social media, uh, have this appearance. And when you look at his uniform, you're going to be like, that's a fucking cop. And so uh, let's just pull up our first clip here. And... You know the biggest problem out here? Entitlements. Law enforcement will tell you the same thing. Idle time. Somebody told somebody they could sit on their ass on the couch play an Xbox or PlayStation, rolling blunts, getting high, smoking weed, drinking liquor, using meth and heroin, dealing in guns, robbing and stealing, and get paid for it by the government? Maybe all over that shit. Let's just take a let's, let's take a look at his his outfit right here. Now we see a guy all black. Uh, it looks like body armor that says K9. There's a badge of sorts on there. There's like the Blue Lives Matter like flag on there. Like, look at his vehicle. It looks like the inside of a, of of a police car. Like, does this not look like a cop? He even has the little laptop. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does have that in the little corner there. Um, so, you know, this is the uh, start of the first clip right here, uh, where you know he's talking about welfare. You know, being a bounty hunter in Minneapolis, doing. Um, complaining about people on welfare. Boy, this is going to sound oh so familiar as we keep going here. Welcome to Minnesota, the most liberal state in the union. Everybody gets handed shit with no questions asked. Believe me, I know entitlements serve their purpose. The single mom out there, she's got a couple of kids, just got laid off, just broke up with her baby daddy, or all of them. She's out on the fucking streets. She needs help getting back on her feet while she finds a job gets back into a situation on her own. So trust me, I believe entitlements serve their purpose. But in the case of abuse, it used to be investigated. Welfare fraud's not investigated anymore. You know why? Because you got people out here robbing, stealing, hurting people, stabbing, shooting people, taking cars, criminal damage to property, disorderly conduct, yelling and screaming, brawling and fighting, fighting problems. You know why? Idle time. They're getting paid by their fellow taxpayers. Not fellow taxpayers. They're getting paid by us taxpayers. To sit on their ass and roll weed. And that shit should piss you the fuck off. Piss me off. Most people wouldn't even need a bail bondsman. Much less a bounty hunter because they wouldn't be running on warrants if they had a fucking job. Do you think Jaquise Thomas would be having contact with law enforcement on the East District of St. Paul at 3 o'clock in the morning? After a foot chase, after they found him in an alley trying to bust into a garage in possession of bird tools, because he had a fucking job to go to? No. He'd be sleeping. Getting ready to get up and go to work the next day. 
All right. So this this uh, by the way, I love his his made up person Jaquise Johnson, who who's who's on welfare that he caught in the Eastern District of St. Paul. Very very specific. Is he talking about a specific person? I don't know, but it really seems like he's using coded language to describe a black person. I can think of like a couple of things that have happened to St. Paul police. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But what's really interesting is I've had a similar experience like here in Richmond. So I don't know if if federal jurisdiction allows it or if it's just several states. But um, that night behind Kim Gray's house on on the dreaded evening, which I was arrested, I had a similar confrontation um, with an armed security guard she had employed because he was wearing a police badge. Yeah. Um, and I was like, if you're wearing a badge of some sort, then you're still required to identify yourself. And if you're saying you're not a cop, that means you work in the criminal justice system somewhat because they let you wear the badge. And that's when he told me he worked for the prisons. Okay. Ooh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm only supposed to, to police those who have no more rights anymore. Fantastic guy. Uh... Did, did you notice his cadence? Like, it sounds like this is very well rehearsed. Like, he's been driving around. By the way, I've seen a lot of videos of people driving around uh, ranting to the cameras, and I've never seen one of them wreck. And I've always watched them be like, is this going to be the one? Uh, his cadence seems very well rehearsed. Like, he's practiced this over and over, submitted the videos. This, uh, these all were all archived to another uh, social media site that kind of like just like, compiles bounty hunter uh, or different like law enforcement videos like that type of stuff and it's kind of how we also got the famed um if you if you remember this there's going to be a civil war on uh october or no, november 4th antifa civil war video like that was a private security guard like sending in like his his facebook rants so um how how would you rate uh mr peters here on the racism scale so the sort of the hitler particles What's what's a one and what's a ten? Um, actually, it doesn't have to be a one or a ten. You can just say relatively. You can you can say one for low, ten for high. You can say uh, we're 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 approaching um, Cecil Rhodes levels here. I feel like for for a Midwesterner, it, it like skews a little. So that's like baseline is is racism up there for a lot of them. All right, you're saying regu- he's a regular Midwesterner yeah. at this point. All right, all right, so. Uh... Here, here's a clip of what he does as a as a bounty hunter, um, so you can get a little hint of of what what it's like here. Everybody's going to get themselves out of going to jail. Like somehow this situation has become negotiable. I was just going to turn myself in, or wait, hold on, I misunderstood. I just got back into town. Listen, I'm not the judge. I'm not an empathetic jury of your peers. Shut your mouth and take what's coming to you, dude. Let's handle business and get these bracelets on. We've got to get people into custody and get the situation under control as smoothly and as quickly as possible. Get on the ground now. Get on the ground now. Do it. I know. I watched you. Just put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. I am. going to turn myself in tomorrow. Oh, my hands are so that far back. What are you doing, man? Turn around. What's wrong with you? Keep your hands in the air and walk back here towards me. Turn around, face away from me. Keep coming. 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 Down on your knees right there. That's his own sizzle reel that he's providing right there. You know, first video right there, you uh, it shows him arresting somebody. There's a warrant out for him. Puts him on the ground. The guy's yelling, my hands don't go that far back. Like, that's that's what he's choosing to include in there. Second video, he's, like, pushing somebody in the wall. The other guy says, oh, my God. And, you know, and now he has the, the canine unit out for, uh, telling somebody to slowly approach me. Uh, there's so many more videos of this. Like, it's somebody who's really taking a role in this type of brutal enforcement of being a bounty hunter, collecting bail. Like, he's only going after people who did not show for their court dates, have skipped town for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, that's how he is. He's working for bail bondsmen to collect on warrants. Um, so, yeah, by, by every stretch of imagination, this, this, is, this, is a, this is a police officer 
without a badge. And uh, I, I guess I didn't include this in here, but uh, he stopped somebody and was like, uh, what's your name? And the guy refuses to tell his name. Uh, so he's like, well, I'm going to have to detain you. And he'd be like, what the fuck? You cannot detain a person. You're not a cop. So as, as you've probably been looking right here, this clip right here says wannabe rapper. Where do you think we're going to go on this one? I swear to God, if I have to listen to this man rap, I, you know, after the screaming and yapping, I, I have a feeling of where this is about to go. Oh, man. The people said I was describing a black person. I must be racist. Hold on a second. I described somebody wearing Jordans and Air Maxes. I described somebody who sagged their pants or whatever it was that I said I can't even remember. But at the time that we said that, and three or four white guys came in and out of that corner store sagging their pants below their ass wearing fake-ass gold chains and their hat turned to the side. They weren't black, but they fit the mold. The stereotype. By the way, I want, I want to remind you, remember how, you know, for the first clip he was talking about a person named Shaquise Johnson? Yeah. Like, is there is there a white guy named Shaquise Johnson? No. With his hat backwards? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he likes to have it both ways right here. He's talking about like, oh, I, I, was, it could, I wasn't talking about a black person because I didn't specifically say it was a black person. I just, you know, had this racial encodement so you would think it's a black person. And then when you say it out loud, I'm calling you the racist. This, this is the Midwestern thing, right? And don't give me this racist BS, because I'm telling you right now, every one of you stereotypes, I wear a badge, so I must be a crooked cop. Well, I'm not a cop, I'm a bounty hunter. And no, I'm not crooked or racist. As a matter of fact, my partner who was in the video with me, he's a mixed-race black guy. My driver's black. I trust him with my life at the back door when he's standing in the front and vice versa. So, I don't really appreciate being called a racist. And then everybody's on Facebook, a couple guys saying, I was a wigger, wannabe rapper. Well, I think wigger is... Uh, I know what you're thinking right here. That's not... It does not mean wannabe rapper. No, not at all. But, but all right. Pretty racist statement. And second of all, I wasn't a wannabe rapper. I was a rapper with a record deal. And I'm proud of the music that I made. I think it impacted a lot of people. The difference is... Unlike certain people like Young Jeezy, I wasn't telling young impressionable minds and ears to trap or die. Name dropping Young Jeezy. Yeah, Young Jeezy. So crazy. All right, so this was from this video is from 2015, I believe. Does, does that sound at all topical? Young Jeezy in, in 2015? No. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so he had a record deal. He's very proud of the music he made. He's very proud of his music he's made. In fact, I have one video pulled up right now. You're ready for it. <laughs> but before we get into it, like, what type of style do you think it is? Well, he said he was a rapper. I'm, I'm expecting Eminem, but no flow. Eminem, no flow. Okay. All right. We've established he's from Minneapolis. Around this time, and probably still is, you know the biggest act in Minneapolis, especially for white people. Especially for Midwesterners. Who? Atmosphere. Don't give me that look. You know what atmosphere is. Ah. Mm -mm. All right. Well, I'm not going to make you listen to atmosphere. They're, they're not even Midwestern racists. Foo kiss? Foo kiss? Look, at, look a little closer. It's focus. It's spelled foo kiss. Yes. Oh. Um... So, yeah, he was an associated act along this, you know, this Minnesota thing. Like, I've looked all around for his, uh, for his, much of his video content. There was also, also he said he used to be an actor, but I can't find anything that he's, he's acted in. You know, it's just like Ben Shapiro. Like, you can't make it in Hollywood. You're just going to be a reactionary asshole. You couldn't make it as a rapper. You became a bounty hunter. By the way, there's no money in rapping. Like, you have to be a gigantic act to be a rapper. So, Stu Peters right here gets into this. Uh, this is by far his most popular song. Uh, it's on YouTube. It has a lot of, like, a lot of views right here. Uh, over 200,000. But I think a lot of them are actually after his fame. 
um, because like a lot of these are within the past couple years. You know, like this comment right here from one year ago. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. It reminds me of a sloppy, drunk, lonely boy at Islands. And there's, like, if you keep scrolling, like people are going to be talking about, uh, you know, his COVID stuff, uh, his appearance at uh, America First Pack, uh, which is like the the Nick Fuentes like celebration, like across the street from uh, CPAC. Um, yeah, here, here's here's here, here here's a song right here. Feel free to talk over it. Oh, he just gave the the record guy the cold shoulder. He's got a, he's got a fancy singer here. Look, look, all right. <laughs> the way he's dressed right now, he's got like a Minnesota Twins outfit, like uh, like a. Uh, Kind of a jacket, like a just a silly like sports jacket. It's a Letterman. He's got two, he's got dog tags on. He wasn't in the military. I, I doubted that very seriously. The undid belt kind of does something to me. He's, what's the opposite of sagging? Uh, skinny. By the way, whoever the singer is, I could not find out who it is. I'm gonna, one day I'm gonna find out who she is. Oh, I, lo I love his little. Yeah. I just changed outfits. I've had enough of this. So I can't take it. All right, what's what's other than you can't take it? What other what other comments you have here about this fantastic musical effort here from Stuart Peters? I don't know. It's just kind of odd. Or like the the song implicates that that he had he never got the record deal in the first place. Yeah, but like the video, if you watch it, it looks like. He he turned down the contract. Yeah, like you know, you know tear, tearing it up. Like that's not what I want. So yeah, so that's that's his rapping career. As far as I can tell, um, you know, I I'd love to find some video of his live performances to know like what type of audience live he has. Performances. He he says he's 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 done he's toured he's open for atmosphere. Now here here's I actually I know somebody who's on Atmosphere's label. So maybe, uh, maybe I can try and try and uh, work something here to try and uh, squeeze some Stu Pooter's information out of uh, uh, atmosphere. But uh, that is, uh, as far as I know, um, the best I can I, I can I can give you. I one on Spotify. All all of his stuff is under a thousand views. Uh, so he doesn't have any lasting impression here. That's so crazy. I wonder what the radicalization process was for him to go from
from white rapper to this. To bounty hunter <laughs> to COVID conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and I think when we're when we get more into Stu Peters, there's gonna be because I'm watching him every day. I'm watching this. I'm obsessed about him. I, I want to know the small details of his life. I, look, every day I am praying for the downfall of Stu Peters. And I, I, I'm coming up with ways and I'm go, we're going to achieve it together. Um, but uh, I, I really want to crush, crush him somehow. But uh, every, everything about his show is fake. Uh, if we get into the actual show, we're going to be going through how everything is sort of going to specific sponsors to, to crush him down. Um, so, you know, he would tell you about COVID and then he would then say, you know, COVID's not even real. Then he would focus in on saying that uh, you need to uh, take... Uh, something like ivermectin or hydrochloroquine. Uh, you know, if you know Dr. Stella Emanuel, the demon sperm doctor, yes. you know, she used to be a regular on the show, and then you know, she would tell people, uh, I can prescribe you hydrochloroquine or ivermectin. And then he would break to a commercial, and it would be a non-prescription uh, anti-parasite drug. Fantastic stuff there. And uh, it's, it's all just a marketing scam right here. Uh, but let's go back to Stu Peters, the rapper. So now that we have a background, we know that he had a record deal. We know that he's a bounty hunter. We're in the year 2015. Uh, he had recently put up a video talking about how certain people... Uh, dress and uh, are stopped for illegal firearms and you know he's getting pushed back because he's people are saying that he's racist so he goes to his fake police car and he records a video because that's just how he expresses himself you know j- just to defend himself he has to speak to the audience yeah he has to speak to his audience right here so I take offense to the fact that you call me racist because I don't want to see ineligible people carrying guns and hurting people out here. So why don't you get off your fucking high horse? Because calling me racist because I don't want guns on the street in the hands of the wrong people is equally as stupid as generalizing that all black people must like Kool-Aid. Shit. I love fried chicken. Whoa. I love Kool-Aid. <laughs> White people can say He pulled up a, a picture of Kool-Aid. Does that make me a racist? No. It's common sense. Because I listen to hip-hop music, does that make me a wannabe? Or should my other peers that work in law enforcement or work in the private sector look down on me because I like rap music? I listen to hip-hop all the time. Let's see what's on right now. Alright, maybe a bad example because... All right, did you catch that song, by the way? Oh, God, I'm blanking. It's Thrift Shop by Macklemore. Yeah. You, Ew. He, he tur- oh, I love hip-hop. Turns on radio, Macklemore. Yeah. By the way, the wonderful thing about, about picture form here, he has a... Uh, Stu Peters has a real just goofy-looking white guy like t- type of look to him. Um, what do you think he was... Thinking when he walked into a corner store and picked up a bottle of Kool-Aid. By I've the, never seen a bottle of Kool-Aid in my life. By the way, I want to point out right there, I've, I've paused it, zoomed in really close, looked at the individual pickles. He had not yet opened it. <laughs> he clearly purchased that Kool-Aid for a prop to make that video. It's like just sitting right there. Oh yeah, that's right. This Kool Aid right here, I just happened to have here. Oh, but I, I, look, I'm like you fellow blacks. I love fried chicken. Like who? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? That's so crazy. All right. That's not really old school hip hop. Do you understand what I'm saying? My playlist is full of that stuff. I'm eclectic. I'm a chameleon. I adapt to any circumstance. Because I was a rapper before, and I choose to be in bail enforcement now. Does that make me a failure of some sort? No. It makes me experienced in a lot of different things. And you only live life once. I want to do as many things as I can. And the most important thing is being a father and raising my kids the right way. I'm hoping that in the neighborhoods that I work in, 
parents own up and take that responsibility as well. You know, he, he he's a father guy right there. Uh, he's, he's got kids. He's, he's a responsible man. But what if, Atticus, but what if he's lying? What if he's actually an abusive piece of shit? Yeah. What if I told you, you know, according to the Daily Beast, Will Summer, thank you for doing the research for me. He's got a conviction for beating his fucking wife. His ex-wife. Um, in 20... He's really living up to this law enforcement role. Oh, yeah. He, he took that very serious. Yeah. So um, in 2020, he was, he was arrested in his house. He would l- go on to uh, plead guilty for disorderly conduct. Um, and around the same time he makes that plea, he's no longer working as a bounty hunter. All this talk about being a responsible adult is just talk. It's, it's fake. It's all fake. Stu Peters right here is definitely the embodiment of somebody who's going from career to career to career. Uh, he, he does have these racist reactionary beliefs that's sticking with him. You know, uh, just because you're a rapper, you, you know, you fetishize this sort of industry right there doesn't mean you respect all the people around them. In fact, as, as somebody who's also been a rapper before, I can see this a lot that like a lot of the white people moving in there do it because they don't respect other black people in that in that work. They, you know, I don't like young Jeezy for for he's saying trap or die because you just don't understand another person's life. And here he is, you know, pretending to be a police officer, bounty hunter, doesn't respect the other people with warrants out for them, trying to empathize with them. You know, he doesn't care. He's got to, he's, he's got to get these warrants. I mean, he says it himself in the video. He's a chameleon. I think the only true thing about him is his desire for attention in an audience. Oh, you're, you're getting this guy so well. Now, you notice the way how he's dressed. We, I, we can't stop obsessing about this. So arrest team. What? It says arrest team. It says arrest team. I mean, he, yeah, he's arresting people with, with, with warrants that have, like, signed contracts on their bond that said, like, these people can arrest you if you s- s- skip these terms. So Minnesota, you know, as he, he said, is the most liberal state in the country. Crazy line. And um, I, I, I'm glad he's saying Minnesota, not California or New York, but he just happens to live in Minnesota, so he's just picking that one. Minnesota decided to change the way how bounty hunters can dress, specifically citing Stu Peters for the reason why. Uh, There was another video he made. He was talking about like people thanking him for being in the area. Like, yeah, they're gonna thank you. They think you're a cop. They they (laughs) they think you're they think you're gonna arrest anybody that acts a fool. You can't do that. So his bounty hunter team went into Texas to apprehend a suspect that resulted in a gunfight. All three people, the two bounty hunters and the suspect, all died. This is from Stu Peter's team. Like, there is a deadly element to the level in which he's willing to go. Like, the cash bond system is absolutely terrible. That it would send in people with lethal force to go... To go I, I, I've seen the video before. I'm not going to play you that. That's fucking terrible. But this, this is to the extent of, like, how terrible bounty hunters are... And this is the type of people they produce. This is the type of toxic culture that formulates around it. I want to give you a look into what the Stu Peter show looks like. Now, you've seen, the, you've seen the little clip of him on Twitter, like, complaining about a parking lot. But when he has his own show, he first started working for Red Voices Media, and then he started his own Stu Peter's network. It's independent. Uh, he has his own, uh, own other spin, spinoff shows. Uh, Anna Perez, uh, all, all these guys are really, there's a, there's a guy that looks like Kevin Smith in a suit, not in jorts, <laughs> in a suit. Um, it's all just a bunch of weird characters. And I really want to get into all the other weird characters that reoccur on his show one day. But um, the last clip I'm going to have here is from his show in 2021. And... Oh, he looks so silly in a suit. Oh, he does. And, you know, because of the rap videos, I know he has a tattoo on his arm, but I've never seen a close-up of that tattoo. What's on your arm there, buddy? Is it it your stolen valor? 
So he made this video right uh, during the trial of Derek Chauvin, um, who was on trial for the murder of George Floyd. He's always been a conspiracy theorist, down to his nature. This is down to the argument that George Floyd was high on fentanyl, which is not true. He had fentanyl in his blood because it sticks in your body for weeks. So, you know, you could test positive for fentanyl. It doesn't necessarily. Saying that he had a lethal dose. Saying that the knee didn't go on, of Derek Chauvin didn't go on George Floyd. Um, all, all, all of this nonsense is easily disproven. Um, and at the time, you know, literally the jury's still out. He makes this video. Um, and it's titled, Derek Chauvin Will Walk. I know it sounds radical, but I enjoy dealing with facts. I'm sure that's racist, and it's racist to think about facts when feelings and political agendas have traction to gain, and silver spoon millionaires like Ibram Kendi have money to make by lying to the world about critical race theories and fun hashtags like systemic racism. But I can't help myself as I hashtag. watch these hashtags. Hashtag, I'm in a... That we live in this hateful and oppressive country, this awful place overflowing with oppression, resulting in the inability for us to think on our own or actually acknowledge the truth that our ears are hearing. These people actually want you to unsee what your eyes are proving to be true as they try to desperately insert themselves between your retina and your brain in an attempt to somehow get in the way of a logical thought process when you hear trigger words like George Floyd or Police, assault weapons, weapons of war, healthcare, and so on. Healthcare! Starting with a script and expecting you to be forced into digesting these lies and somehow hold them down without puking. It's ridiculous. In the city of Minneapolis, here and other democratically controlled cesspools filled with violence are bracing for arson, looting, assaults, and the loss of innocent lives as elected representatives in these cities are actually promoting anarchy and criminal activity by their racist thug followers because... Those people have nothing to lose. And that's what makes this so scary, folks. So now that you've seen what... Uh, this, is, this is actually an older version. He has a much better studio, better, uh, better dress suit. Maybe he actually uh, combs his hair. Nice little earpiece over there. So we, so we can <laughs> have somebody tell him, like, hey, hey, hey buddy, that re reel it in a little, a little too much on the racism. This, this, is, what, uh, this is Red Voice Media. Um, by the way, I was... Uh, Going through some court documents, you know my good friend Molly. Uh, he's being Red Voice Media is being sued right now. Ooh. Do you know who's suing them? Doctor Robert Malone, inventor, claiming to be the inventor of mRNA. He's the guy who went on Rogan, who was like saying that um, there's mass uh, formation psychosis over the belief that uh, you know uh, ab about. Uh, COVID, about all these other things, and, um, he, you know, he's an anti-vaxxer. Uh, Stu Peters, on his show, accused Robert Malone of inventing the vaccine that killed so many people, because oh, it's a fantastic thing, but he's no longer in Red Voice Media. Uh, he's moved all of his stuff elsewhere, um, but, and he's not, he, he's not one of the, the defendants in the suit, which I think is silly. Because he's the one who just came out and said all these things. I think it's interesting to like look at the way that he engages with his audience. It's like the cadence is always funny. He speaks like a small child, but he's like hunched in over himself to oh, yeah. give like this appearance of speaking down on you, which I think is crazy. Is it ever that serious? Uh, um, he wants to be Alex Jones so bad. Ooh. He does. <laughs> he absolutely does. Um, he was on as the day of this recording. He was he was in the Alex Jones studios today or yesterday, and um, and and really, what he's trying to do right now is take Alex Jones's audience by being a more radical form of him. What what if I told you he really doesn't like Jewish people? He's really anti-Semitic. He thinks there's a Zionist conspiracy that controls the entire. Uh, entire world uh, Alex Jones doesn't believe in that well he doesn't openly say that and you know Alex Jones will say globalist run everything Stu Peters will say it's Zionist and so where you're gonna go when something's not hard enough for you if you know your turning point USA your Ben Shapiro you're just not cutting it you're gonna want something more extreme that's 
where Stu Peter comes in. He's gonna be the more extreme, and then he's gonna add you to his revenue stream. So to get you into that, uh, the, the various products and services that he sells. All of which are scams. So let's 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 keep going back to this George Floyd thing, because man, uh, that's right. As much as I hate this guy, I want to get back into hating him for the reason why I, uh, we're talking about this. To believe that Derek Chauvin is guilty of murder, despite photographic evidence and expert medical analysis, the, these people don't want you to acknowledge that the medical county, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner, rather, ruled that George Floyd died as a direct result of his own decisions. To ingest a he ruled that it was a homicide, by the way. That would have killed three adults his size. They don't want you to admit knowing that the same coroner noted that there were no abrasions, no contusions, bruising, or any other physical evidence of trauma from the actions of police at the scene in South Minneapolis where the career criminal and violent home invader failed to comply with a lawful direction by a police officer. They don't want you to see pictures of Chauvin's knee on the back of George Floyd. They want you to continue believing the false narrative that his knee was on the neck for over eight minutes. They want you to continue believing that he's a racist and a cold-blooded killer that choked off Floyd's supply of oxygen and suffocated him on the street in front of rolling camera phones and a large crowd of witnesses. He just didn't care because he hates black people, and that's that. He set out that day to kill a black man in the third precinct because when he was a kid with a dream to become a cop, when he went to school, when he went through skills training, the MPD Academy through the FTO process, and throughout his entire 20-year career as a Minneapolis cop, he was just waiting for the perfect opportunity to end it all, to lose everything he ever worked for, to lose his family, because it would all be worth killing George Floyd. That wasn't even his first time. Yeah, so with Derek Chauvin, like, he didn't, yeah, he didn't wake up one day and said, I'm going to kill a black person. I don't care which black person it is. I just love doing it. Although maybe maybe he did because he really was uh, somebody who kept on, it wasn't his fir first time killing somebody. But the idea that his entire career is, for Derek Chauvin, it was based off of the suffering, uh, the indifference of this, that his, his career was more important than the lives of the people that he's subject violence to. It's also similar with Stu Peters. Stu Peters himself is indifferent towards the subjects he has. In this case, it's George Floyd. George Floyd's somebody who's uh, somebody who died in the hands of the state. And, you know, flash forward to, to the present, you know, he thinks that the government did January 6th. It's their, it's a, it was an inside job. Fed, surrection, as, as it's been called. Law enforcement went out of their way to entrap all these patriots on January 6th. It's funny. They entrapped them by, by letting them go into the Capitol. <laughs> they, they entrapped them by saying, we won't arrest you today. You know, there's there's a particular federal agent um, arm of the state, if you will, that comes to mind when I think about January 6th. And and I've I've always found it interesting that none of the people on the right ever go, maybe Trump shouldn't have said to do that. <laughs> I, you know, you know, one thing that I find really amazing about Stu Peters, the, the government set us up. Yeah. Who who was it? Stu Peters might actually be the only one of these right-wing weirdos to actually say Trump is bad at something. For starters, it's the vaccine. He blames Trump on the vaccine that it was it was his own program. And he he has his reservations on this. Also about Zionism, that Trump being a very a very loyal to Israel is something Stu Peters won't shut the fuck up about. And uh it could be very close to him actually saying that Trump was in on it. He hasn't gone there yet, but that just seems like the logical conclusion right there because what, what Stu Peters sells is a hardened form of reactionary beliefs, uh, specifically a type of Christian nationalism that, uh, that if you don't uh, adhere to his view of, of Christianity, then you're working for Satan, quite literally Satan. Man, what what a what a wonderful guy! Do you, you got anything else to say about this guy? He kind of looks like a chipmunk. 
He does. I froze it. I froze it right when he's making like his the 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 bland face like he just sucked off a lemon. It's fantastic. I don't know. I think it's very interesting to think about. Um, we we live in the perfect times where radicalizing people is a profitable business model. Certainly is that you know he had been banned off of Twitter and then magically unbanned. Uh, I I wonder how that happened. Uh, he's he's back on Instagram, by the way. He 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 even acknowledged on his program. He's like, I don't know how much longer until they fi- they find me out. But I'm getting a, I'm getting a lot of traffic for them. That that a guy a guy like this can continue to exist in this space to ha- have these beliefs, and it makes money. It makes a lot of money. And I I, I think there's a story about Rush Limbaugh if, if you know that guy. Remember remember that guy Rush Limbaugh? I don't remember him. Um... But yes, I am aware of Rush Limbaugh. Do you know what he started off as? What? A parody of the right wing. It was such a such a wild parody that pe- the people ate it up. The people were like, ooh, I like... Uh, he, he would go on the air and he would say, I, I have talent on loan from God. He was just like so full of himself and people ate it up and they didn't even know it was a joke. Until so he was like, well, I guess I'll just... Be this hardline reactionary, fit right into it, and that that's that's the thing is that it just being a hardline reactionary just clicks because you always feel powerful, you always feel strong, and you can continue to exude that energy. And when something doesn't align with you, you can just overpower it and switch up to something else. So like this right here, uh, Derek Chauvin will walk. All right, he clearly did not walk. He's he's in jail. He's in prison. In fact. The other week, he got fucking stabbed because of by by a by an FBI informant. <laughs> but he just works at it. Through, uh, he had a recent episode where he referred to George or not George Floyd. He referred to Derek Chauvin as like a modern day Nelson Mandela in prison. That one day, like the world will realize the terrible mistakes they've made and set him free. He's a political prisoner. And by the, by the way. If there was going to be a political prisoner, it would not be Derek Chauvin. It would it would be like former attorney generals. It would be former FBI heads. It wouldn't be some some fucking abusive cop out in Minneapolis. The, these right wing weirdos will say that all the former department heads were, were were corrupt, and if you threw them in jail for for doing these things he he would say that it's a deep state coup um i don't know i feel like the the mechanics of how he works through his videos are very interesting when you play them back and forth of how he's trying to legitimize himself with these setups like they they hate the news the the news and the media are corrupt but all of his videos are very obviously tailored to give off that same air of authority that he knows these people seek out in these media shows. Um, but also by positioning himself where these are no longer personal videos posted on like his Facebook or whatever. Um, there's a newer air of authority. Like he's no longer like a guy who's doing his job and having these thoughts. He's now someone with an important matter of opinion it certainly does look that way that you know he's he's gotten rid of the the cop uniform he's gotten rid of the the back seat of the car and now he's in this sort of like green screen newsroom uh delivering things like he he is an authority that he he's the man in charge and um i don't know maybe i should pull up uh Probably what his what his newer set looks like. Is that something he'd be into? Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Let's see. Let's Did see. he get Botox? Did he get Botox? Oh, that's a good question. I can't answer that. Um, here here's one from Infowars. Truth or dare? Ooh, I, I just ate moose gummies with my dad, so he gave I love Rumble. They're they're now getting ads. Oh yeah, that's that's another fun thing right there. All of his videos start off with like a countdown until one they go live, and then he has this intro. 
yeah, that guitar. Sweet country guitar. Accountability is God's job. But it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. So after weeks in solitary confinement for the crime of visiting Washington, D.C. God, I love that guy. <laughs> All right. So, so he's got uh, his own watermark up in the corner, Stu Peters Network. Uh, it's The backdrop is of Minneapolis. There's like an American flag with all these stars like it, uh, like imposing there. And then there's a Krylon um, that says, uh, you know, vi- visit the all-new StuPeters.com. Join the Stu Crew. Who doesn't want to join the Stu Crew? It's got like a rotating piece that says SP, like sort of like Sports Center. And uh, he also has, uh, if you can see right there, like um, how like CNN has like, uh, you know, uh, Yan- Yankees won the baseball game. Also, 22 people drowned in massive flooding due to climate change. You know, but instead it's like, watch the movie, hashtag died suddenly at my website. Follow me on Rumble. It's so it gives that sort of like mainstream news type of look to that. And I love the green screen reflection on his skin. Ooh, yeah, it does. It does reflect nicely. Um, and Botox, I don't know. We, we've seen him through the years. I'm not a Botox expert. Um, he could. He could have had Botox. Um, you know, he, he's newly singled. He's he's got he's got to look good. Oh, by the way, how old do you think he is? Well, he's been a rapper. He's been a bounty hunter. What? I'm going like forty. He's in his forties. He is in his forties. I know his exact birthday. <laughs> how how old is Stu Peters? He was born April first, nineteen eighty. It's very easy to remember when when you're a fool and you're born on April first. Yeah. So yeah, so he's forty three years old. I, I I you look at like what Alex Jones looked like when he was forty some years old. Alex Jones looks like shit. He's he's really always looked like shit except for like when he was in his early twenties. He uh, Stu Peters doesn't have that looks like total shit type of look to him that like <laughs> all these other guys had. Uh, there was there was recently an interview that uh, Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson had where uh, Alex Jones pointed out that he, that Tucker Carlson was older than him, which just seems like way different because you know Tucker Carlson still looks like uh, like uh, a young Republican who wears boat shoes and bow ties. He's he's never grown out of that look, even though he doesn't wear bow ties anymore. But like Alex Jones just looks like somebody who just like has been working on the mines for 40 years. <laughs> probably probably because Alex Jones has been taking his own, his supplements his whole life. You know, Stu Peters doesn't look like a guy who takes a whole bunch of ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. He goes home and eats grass-fed beef and watches TV. Yeah. He he is a, he's a big hockey fan. He he coaches his kids hockey games. I don't I don't want to talk about his family that much. But that's something that he's very, very into about his uh, his family's uh, involve, involvement in coaching them and all this other stuff. Um, I look, I've talked to people in Minneapolis. He has absolutely no footprint in that area. Is that he's not going around like doing Alex Jones stunts where he's having a bullhorn event? Like actually, when he when he has uh, in person events, they're outside of Minneapolis, and I think he knows that he doesn't have any support in the area. That you know, not even he doesn't even have like local weirdos in the area. Like Alex Jones, at least has like other like weirdo guys in Austin that will show up for him. Uh, same thing with like these weirdos in in California. Like, there, by the way, there are more Republicans in the suburbs of Los Angeles than there are in like most red states. When you when you think about like how many Republicans like live in in Orange County, it's it's absurd. And to be like, oh, California is this blue state. You can't do anything. And it's like, no, you have more Republicans anywhere else. It's 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 how population centers work. Yeah, you you explain population density, and and people's heads fall off. If you wanted to learn more about him next, 
what, what, what do you think I should pull up another montage of videos for you to, to absolutely hate? What has he, what has he been on recently? Or what's, what's this, what's this current thing to kick at? He's doing anti-Zionism, which, which you would say like, oh, well, actually Israel is doing a genocide in Palestine right now. Yes. And then he's then pivoting to, cool, now let's get into to hardcore anti-Semitism. This is going to take a, a long time for, for people to undo like propaganda that white nationalists have been able to do these past couple of months with, with the conflict in Gaza because they can start off with Israel is absolutely doing a genocide. Zionists are kind of having this massive PR campaign and then switching it over to, and then Arab people are actually terrible, and we don't want them over in our country. What I what I do want to hear more about is his views on Christianity, because the intro to this video was definitely given evangelist vibes. Yeah. But a lot of evangelists are very pro-Israel, because once you get all the Jews back into the Holy Land, the rapture will start. Yeah. So so we need them there. But he seems to be very... He, he, he doesn't believe in that left-behind type of belief. The, of, he's never talked about the rapture as, uh, from, from any of the days I've ever listened to. We're talking years. I haven't gotten it all. But um, a lot of his movies um, are heavily influenced off of Christianity. His most recent one is Final Days, which is actually anti-transhumanist. And... Um, Gets into anti-vax stuff about how the vaccine will turn you into a robot. Um, his very first movie, which prob probably seems a little more appropriate, is These Little Ones, which is about there is a satanic cult that is abducting children. The these are two very extraordinary movies. Um, he used to have a guy who was a regular on his show called Zev Zelenko. Who who was his uh, who was his first uh, hydrochloroquine doctor, but he's not around anymore. Want to know why? Why is he not around anymore? I it, it could be because he's Orthodox Jewish. It's actually not. It's because he's dead. Oh wow! Oh wow! Um, he was uh, Zev Zelenko was also in the movie Plandemic Three: The Great Awakening, which I. I really feel is one of the the best names for a movie. Do you think when he wrote down Plandemic, he went, yeah, I'm cooking right now? Oh, he was like, the guy who made Plandemic was like, we got to keep going. Because I noticed it in the tweet earlier. What? That that he referred to it as the Plandemic. Oh, the Plandemic. No, that's an actual movie series. Oh. The guy who made it used to be a Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah, he was like he was like a like a video uh, recorder for uh, the Sanders campaign, and then he got into like John Birch Society stuff. If you don't know about the John Birch Society, like those are the type of people that say like uh, Mitch McConnell, he's he's a communist. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Communist. Yeah, he's a Trotskyite. <laughs> Oh, if you've never if never heard of this conspiracy theory before, it's that all the Trotskyites that were like driven out of like the USSR, then decided like, oh, we're just going to pretend to be Republicans um, and infiltrate like the GOP and like change policies that way. And it's just it's so weird to be like, there is no way on earth like Mitch McConnell was alive when when the Russian Revolution happened. Like he didn't. <laughs> He didn't come over from from Russia. What a guy. What a guy. So, what are their fantastic things that Stu Peters is responsible for? Yeah, I th I think the next time we do this, we're going to we're going to go over his first movie, These Little Ones. Perfect. I'm not excited at all. You're not excited about. <laughs> you're not excited to learn about the satanic cult? Not at all. <laughs> you're, not, you're not at all excited about this. I'm, I'm excited to pick him apart, though. Okay. If you had to say one nice thing about, about Stu Peters, other than he likes fried chicken and Kool-Aid. He does not look like death has, has warmed him over just yet. Just, just yet. 
once he finds out about our podcast, you know, the one that I'm just having in the, this little car, this little 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 uh, apartment of mine, you can you kind of can hear the cars driving by. It's fantastic. Once he finds about this, he death will approach him. He he will be he, our prayers for his demise will be heard and he will be crushed. For all those who wanted to really appreciate us, Atticus, tell people where they can hunt you down and tell you horrible things. Twitter. I, I love using Twitter. Um, right now, my Twitter is still Sacralized Rights. All right. And I'm also on the Twitter, the website trying to be called X. Fat chance. I'm never doing that. Yeah. No, uh, and I'm Go Gatsby. G G O A D G A T S B Y. And I'm also, I'm also on the stupid Patreon. Give me money. So I can so I can spend more time sitting at home looking at Stu Peters and not working. And just remember, Stu Peters thinks everything is fake. It's all fake. It's part of the grand plan.